Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast Ask Bone Teacher where I answer your formal questions in an informal way. So today in this episode which is a part of a series which will deal with USMLE exam and all the details about it. I have three wonderful guests here. So here I have today with me three amazing people all in different parts of their journey preparing for USMLE. Some of them have just started, some of them are in the middle and one of them has already finished and i'm so happy that all of them have agreed to participate in this podcast to help uh, the people who are thinking considering willing or probably are interested uh, in pursuing usmle as their post graduation of choice so let me introduce you one after another uh, dr gargi i'm sure all of you are already familiar uh, she has done a wonderful job talking about covid-19 and sars-cov-2 in my youtube channel which is a very nice video and if you are practicing in india resident or an intern i suggest you watch it uh, considering the circumstances of the scenario these days on the other hand i have dr rhythm uh, she is from nagpur and she has written her step 1 finally there is dr lakshmi who has completed all her steps and has recently matched and i think she got married a few months ago as well so which is a very wonderful news for her both things happening in the same spectrum of time so welcome all of you to this podcast thank you thank you sir thank you sir so first i want the audience to understand who is speaking so the first person who's going to speak now is gargi so please familiarize yourself with her voice hi gargi how are you hi sir i'm doing well how are you i am good thank you So that was Gargi. This was the second person I'm speaking to is Dr. Rhythm. Hi Rhythm. Hi sir. How are you? I'm great sir. Thank you. Thank you. So that was Rhythm everyone. And now let's speak to Dr. Lakshmi. Dr. Lakshmi, hi. Hi sir. How are you? I am good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> Congratulations on matching to your dream branch internal medicine. Thank you. Thank you. All right so everyone those are the voices that you should be familiar with and let's just stop wasting time and dive into the session the first thing that we are going to talk about is the timeline regarding the whole process of usmle when should you consider taking the step 1 step 2 uh, the electives and by what time should you be ready for the application so let's just start with uh, dr lakshmi with this because she has completed the whole process and she has matched so she can give us a broad idea of what she has done but the most important thing that i want you to understand about her is that she considered starting the journey of usmle after getting into internship which is different from most of the people who consider doing the uh, usmle pathway All right, Dr. Lakshmi, can you tell me what are the ideal timelines that students should follow generally who consider doing USMLE? Um, so, thank you for the question. So, I was, um, if I think about it, the best case scenario to be thinking about USMLE is from the beginning when you get into medical school. If you know that's what you want, that's the best case scenario. Right from the first day of medical school, you can work towards building a really good CV that will help you with your residency interviews and you know all of the process. Um, 
and uh, having said that it's never too late because you know in this whole journey through my blog and all the other things i've met people who started almost 10 years after graduation so it's never too late but if you ask me the ideal i would say you know from the first year and i think the uh, if you start preparing with that usmle frame of mind right from first year and study some of the usmle related stuff along with your coursework it will take you a long way and in my opinion the best time to take the step 1 exam would be in third year because i feel it's it's a, it's a more relaxed time when you have a lot of downtime so instead of wasting time like most of us did you can just do something constructive and have your score ready in time for it so okay so dr lakshmi you're suggesting that a student who gets into the medical school should have an orientation towards usmle from day 1 of medical school if that is what they want to pursue I mean not necessarily but that is that's the best case scenario that I can think of that's but the, that's it's never too scenario. late it's never too late exactly now I would like to take the same question with Dr Rhythm here I would want to know when did you consider taking this up and uh, do you think you were late or do you think you were early I considered it during my third year of medical school I before that I was pretty confused and I could not make up my mind but in my third year I started preparing for it and gave my step 1 in the final year I would say that it was not the best of my choices like it worked out well for me but the best thing would be to as lakshmi ma'am said the best time is to give it during your third year of medical school so you can make up your mind when you are in your second year start preparing when you are in your second year because your concepts your basic subjects are fresh and strong during that time that's the like most str- like the strongest um, time when you're you're studying your basic subjects so yeah best ideal time is to give it during your third year initial first half of your third year because you're just fresh out of yeah. your uh, pathology pharmacology and exactly. microbiology right now with with that line i would just like to introduce you to Ga- dr gargi here she is the person who took step 2 ck first uh, rather than going for step 1 and that is why i would want to bring her here in now and ask her why she did that and uh, what do you think is an ideal time you should start uh, you know taking the steps well i agree absolutely with uh, dr lakshmi and dr rhythm um I decided to go for step 2 CK first because I was already in my final year when I decided that I wanted to do USMLE. However, I would not recommend um anyone else to take their step 2 CK before their step 1 because there were a lot of overlap questions and a lot of concepts that were asked in step 2 CK. and um i feel that i could have done better had i given my step 1 prior to my step 2 ck based on the the the, the difficulties you faced uh, when while taking the step 2 ck you would advise anyone to take step 1 first because there's uh, i mean a lot of questions that come from the step 1 knowledge in your step 2 ck but i mean still wh- what time do you want them to take it in the second year or the third year or you totally agree with uh, rhythm and um, dr lakshmi here i absolutely agree with uh, dr lakshmi and dr rhythm the third year first half of the semester is good yeah so 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 it's a general consensus that the ideal time you should consider taking step 1 is third year of your uh, medical school now how long do you think generally it takes for one to prepare for step 
Um, I would say six months. Do we have a consensus on that? Yeah, I agree with Dr. Gardi. Anywhere between six months to nine months is more than enough. And if you go beyond that, your score will just start plateauing, and after that, it's just gonna go down. So don't stretch it more than six to eight months. Yeah. What about you, Dr. Lakshmi? Do you agree? Um, I think if you've just been doing the USMLE related coursework work throughout medical school, like from first year to second year. uh you can just do hardcore preparation for 3 months in in uh, third year and give it i mean uh, right. i think that should be good yeah so it's safe to say minimum of 3 months and maximum of 8 months and that yes. should be the it, the it varies from person be. to person yeah right so if you're good with your basics you can actually go ahead and give it in 3 months of solid preparation but if mm-hmm. you're not it takes somewhere around 6 to 8 months now exactly. what about step 2 Well, step two CK would be um, if you are doing it without step one, it's going to take longer. So for me, it took six months. But um, I mean, I think I would pass on the question to Dr. Lakshmi if if we do it, if we do it after step one, then I think that she can have a better answer for this. Okay, thank you so much. Um, so. um if you take it right after step 1 and uh, you know without any gap i think step 2 ck can be taken in around 4 months um but with in my case i had actually taken a gap of around 6 to 7 months between step 1 and ck due to personal reasons so um i ended up having to take almost 5 to 6 months and i would really recommend you know following step 1 closely up with step 2 ck because since a lot of things are repeated when they are still fresh in your mind if you take the exam it's so much more easier because things like biostats and you know some other subjects are pretty much the same and carried forward with with ck so um again it varies from person to person but i think it's pretty doable in 4 to 7 months right so i think if you have a sound uh, back backdrop of step 1 knowledge it can mm-hmm. act as a foundation for your step 2 questions and that expedites the process of preparation mm-hmm. and you can actually sail through easily without wasting yes. a lot of time like what mm-hmm. gagi said she it, she it took her what 6 to 8 months to prepare for step 2 Uh, which would have been reduced to half of its time if she were prepared with step one. So I think the ideal time is, like you said, uh, uh, give your step one in third year, and like you said, Dr. Lakshmi, quickly follow it up with step two CK because uh, the knowledge is similar and the questions are being tested in a similar fashion. Now, what about CS? What about step two CS? uh so step to cs i would say i uh, i would say that you should give it one month but i studied just 10 days for it but i would not recommend it that's a really stupid thing to do um so i would really recommend that someone who's taking the exam give it at least a month of preparation and with 10 days of hardcore preparation you know where you're just practicing cases all day with somebody else I just would like to add one more point. There is a recent change in USMLE policy. Starting from March first, two thousand twenty-one, you will have to have taken step one prior to applying for your step two CS exam. So that's a recent guideline change that has come up. Right. So if you stick to what Dr. Lakshmi said previously, if you take step one and then go to step two CK and CS, I think you will be, uh, you know, doing that same thing what they want us to do. 
right so so essentially it takes a six to eight months preparation for step one and then a three to four months for step two and another month for uh, cs and that would be an ideal timeline for your step one and step two exam now what about electives when should we start considering doing the electives should we do it after step one or uh, after step two um, I think that the best time to take uh, to go for your electives is during your internship year. Like I would recommend that you do at least one or two months of internship in your home institution and then go out for electives because that's going to give you a better um, perspective. And also most of the electives demand that you graduate within 12 months of the application for your elective so uh, yeah internship year is the best year dr lakshmi what do you think um so i have not done electives but i've seen you know how a lot of my friends and other people i met during the journey you know manage their timeline so i think the towards the end of internship is the best time uh, to do your electives especially if you followed the you know uh, most ideal timeline where you took step one in third year and you took uh, step two ck at uh, you know within the first two three months of internship or first half somehow then when you apply for electives having both the scores available will give you a lot of advantage over the others and uh, it's a really ideal timeline because you can also give your cs exam along with it and just finish off a lot of things in that one trip to the US and then the next time you have to go is only for interviews so in my opinion that's the best time I think that's an extremely valid point in terms of both timeline as as well as you know the financial expenses or burden uh, that is uh, taken up by those students what about Dr. Rhythm you, you are yet to start your electives when have you planned I had applied for my electives during my internship period, but due to the given scenario, it got cancelled. I, I mean, it got postponed. So I'll be going whenever the situation settles down. So yeah, I agree with both Dr. Gargi and Dr. Lakshmi that during your internship, towards the end of your internship is the ideal time. Also, if you have already taken your step one and if you apply to universities which accept step one score, then the expenses of doing electives is almost reduced to half in terms of application because such universities don't require you to submit an application fee. In contrast with those universities which do not require step one, they usually take around some $2,000 to $3,000. That's like a general number. But universities which do not require step one usually give it for free. Like there's no tuition fee. So that's an added advantage. So you say that all of you unanimously agree that uh, the ideal time to take up electives is during the end or you know in the middle of your internship, not before that. Right. So, so far we have established a very good timeline here. Ideal time to give your step one, correct me if I'm wrong here, any one of you, is ideal time for taking step one is in the third year for which you need a good six to eight months of preparation follow it up with step 2 ck within four months and then try to you know write cs also if possible and during that journey to write the cs plan your electives in such a way uh, that you're there and you do your electives there and you appear for your cs as well um i just wanted to add one point is that if for some reason, I mean, we all have university exams and if for some reason you're not able to stick to the ideal timeline, then do not worry. 
Of course, this is all flexible. We just want to give you an ideal scenario. But if it is not possible for you to um, set it according to this, then it's absolutely okay. So I think that brings me to the, the, the most commonly asked question that I was getting from students. Is it possible to do USMLE after internship? Um, so if I may answer this question, um, I decided about USMLE at the end of my internship. Uh, so the last month of my internship, I had a really bad time and I had seen a lot of things during my internship, which kind of made me realize that I wanted to pursue my residency abroad. Um, so that is when I even started thinking about it because up until then I had done nothing towards USMLE. I had not even thought about it. I'd seen a lot of people preparing for it, but I had not done anything in that direction. So um, yes, it's absolutely possible. There are people who take it up you know, almost five years after their, you know, uh, their graduation. And there are people who do residency in other, other fields and then they decide to go for this. So it's, it's really flexible. It's never too late. To, you know chase your dreams do you want to add anything dr gargi very well said yeah i completely agree with dr lakshmi so i think people who are considering usmle after internship shouldn't be disheartened because there is always hope because there are so many people who have done it and i'm sure anyone who is considering doing it now can also do it now the last question that i would want to ask in timeline is in terms of research what is an ideal time for a candidate to start research or is it really that important for your resume if i may answer this question um, research is a very important part of your application it gives you an advantage over other applicants irrespective of your scores um, if you're in your first year and if you have not made up your mind regarding USMD, I would suggest you to take up the ICMR STS program, apply for it, do your research, even if you don't get accepted, complete your research, publish it in a good respected international journal and you will have uh, one research in your bag prior to making your decision like does not matter even if you don't decide if even if you decide against USMLE you will have the experience and it never hurts like research is a great opportunity for all the medical students and if you get that exposure during your medical school it's super awesome yeah, yeah and I've heard that research carries a lot of value in terms of application and it, it, it increases the value of your application and a lot of people even if they have poor scores in USMLE tend to get selected because of a lot of research that they have done which has been published in you know valuable journals. Yes Dr. Gargi. Um, I would like to add one point. Um, even if your research does not get published, please go out, attend conferences and present. I have till date attended like four, five conferences presented at four, one and two. And these were international and national level conferences for UG and PG. And having these certificates really adds value to your CV. So I would highly recommend paper presentation, poster presentation, just anything that shows that you are interested in medicine, that you love it and you are here to stay. Um, so I just want to add something to the whole research conversation. Um, I feel there are a lot of people, especially old graduates who want to do this, but they cannot because they are like, oh, I don't have research. And right now I don't have the opportunity to opportunity to do research, you know, where I'm at, at in my life. I cannot, I don't have the resources or an institution where I can actually conduct research. So um, if you don't 
have research it's still not the end of the world um i mean because when i applied this year i did not have any research publications i just had one research that i did in community medicine so um and i still got 17 invites so it's not the end of the world it will not totally kill your application but obviously in retrospect i wish i had research because i think it might have cost me the opportunity of matching at my number one program but still it's not the end of the world it's not like if you don't have research this is not possible right so every time we talk and we take a question it comes back to that one point and i think dr lakshmi constantly keeps bringing it back again and again she gives us this hope that anything is possible and anybody can get matched <laughs> no i mean uh, everybody cannot get matched because you know that's the sad reality or whatever but uh, there are people who defy the odds of in each of these criteria so i just want to make that clear because there are people who actually like deviate from this path simply because oh i don't have research but research is important i will not get in without research so i just want to make that clear so what basically dr lakshmi wants to say is that if you do not fit in the box it doesn't mean that you do not belong there so another thing i want to add is that the it's actually a good thing about this entire process because there are so many factors that influence your odds of matching it's not like other entrance exams that we have in india where one thing is making or breaking your whole thing so if you do did bad on the exams it's not the end of the world you can do research you can you know work and you can do a lot of things get great letters and make up for it and still make it and likewise if you have if you don't have research if you don't have electives you can get great scores get you know do your best with observerships get great letters and then still make it so that's something that i really like about this process where it's about all around like the all rounder application rather than just about a single score or a single publication or anything like that so i think that is a perfect time for us to end the discussion about timeline because we have clearly understood here that although there are set guidelines and timelines that we should ideally follow but then even if you detract from them not even detract if you move away far from them there is still hope there is still chance not everyone is going to succeed not everyone will fail all right so i think with that note we can end the discussion of timeline and hope to see all of you again in the further discussions of usmle